I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, in honor of a new movie coming to Disney Plus soon, we're talking about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yes, so if you recall, Chip and Dale are a couple of brother chipmunks who started a detective agency in this in the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers show that was most popular in the early 90s. Yeah, that's right. Featuring Disney's classic chipmunk duo, Chip and Dale. Yes, but they're coming back for a, in part live action, part computer animated, part 2D animated feature film later this month. Yes, and it, from what I know, it's been in development since at least 2014. Wow, so they've put a lot of time into it. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you've seen the trailers for that film, it looks to be really funny, and it's got a star-studded cast, so we'll definitely get into that later in the episode. However, for now, we are going to do a song feature, which we haven't done in a while. All right, ready, Ezra? Yep. Name that song. Bad by Michael Jackson. Nice job, Ezra. That intro is pretty recognizable, huh? Yes, it was in the end of the 2010 DreamWorks animated movie Megamind. That's right. It was also in the beginning of the third Despicable Me film and in many of the trailers and commercials for the Angry Birds movie. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that this song has been widely used. It's got such a catchy intro like we just heard, and it's also got this word repeated over and over and over again for villainous or comically villainous characters like in Despicable Me or Megamind, bad. Yes, I know. And when did you first hear this song, Ezra? How how young were you when you heard Maybe it? Maybe like 14 what, and a half when I saw Megamind when it came out in theaters in November of 2010. You didn't know about this song before Megamind? I didn't know it was a song by Michael Jackson before that movie. Oh, wow. I probably heard this song when I was four or five and have known it since then. But because of that, it was easily recognizable when I heard it in trailers and movies and such, which it's often used. Yeah. Have you seen the music video for the song? Not that I remember, though, but I remember it well being used. Well, the music video is pretty classic. I highly recommend you watching it. It's one of Michael Jackson's best films, I would say. Best music videos, yes, and it's one of his most famous songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll be used a lot in the future as well, because it's, like we said, a catchy song with a easy message to convey. And it's very upbeat, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even though it's talking about bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's your song of the week, so go ahead and try to track it down in other movies, films, trailers, even commercials. And we'll move right on into our feature presentation. Yeah. So, Ezra, let's talk about the original Chip and Dale, even before they were the Rescue Rangers. Where did we first see Chip and Dale, the brother chipmunks? They first appeared as a prototype in the 1943 Pluto short cartoon, Private Pluto. What was their role in that cartoon? Hmm, I think they were two chipmunks who I think were being hostile to Pluto before they were better known for being seen with Donald Duck 
That's right. And Pluto and Donald often overlap as characters in Disney shorts, especially in those earlier periods. Yeah. So I remember seeing some shorts of Donald Duck, you know, before other Disney movies when they would show the shorts, the older shorts. I remember seeing Chip and Dale inside their tree. Yeah. And they always mess with Donald Duck, which, of course, makes him angry. Of course. And then he goes into his angry voice and it spurs the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> but back in those days, Chip and Dale didn't have the identity of being detectives. In fact, they didn't have a lot of personality at all because you couldn't really understand what they were saying. They're just chipmunks who like peanuts and nuts and acorns. Yeah, they talk like this really fast. There, some people would confuse them with Alvin and the chipmunks. That's true. Yeah, their early voice especially was pretty similar to the voice that we now would associate with Alvin and the chipmunks. But Alvin, to my knowledge, is not associated at all with Chip and Dale. No, they're just two famous cartoon chipmunks made by entirely different people. Yeah, and there's a funny clip in the trailer for the upcoming Chip and Dale movie where someone says to Chip, oh, you know, I was always more of an Alvin kind of guy. Hmm. And Chip says, you monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Clever, clever. They had to poke fun at that relation or at that correlation between the chipmunks of Alvin and Chip and Dale. I know. Anyways, so Chip and Dale were in the Donald Duck cartoons. Were they in any other early Disney movies? Uh, um, I, from what I've seen, uh, I think they made a cameo. Were planned actually to have a cameo in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but they were scrapped and cut from the final movie. Oh, why was that? I'm not sure, though, but... I mean, Roger Rabbit had a lot of other character features. Like some Warner Brothers cartoon characters and characters such as Popeye and Casper the Friendly Ghost and and Droopy Dog and things like that. Yeah, that was one of those films where they overlapped a lot of different characters from a lot of different places and brought them into the same world. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Chip and Dale were really popular, so I'm surprised that they decided not to include the brothers in that film. Yes, I know. Which is Chip, which is Dale? Chip is the one with the small black nose, and Dale is the one with the big red nose with buck teeth. That's right. And characteristically, they're pretty different, despite being brothers. Yeah. Chip, I would say, is the leader. He's a little bit more strong-headed and always has a plan. Whereas Dale, who wears a Hawaiian (laughs) t-shirt, Dale seems a little bit more um, go with the flow. Would you say, Ezra? Yes, and that Chip is the brains of the two. Definitely. But Dale has his moments. I know. Chip and Dale, I know, are meetable characters at Disney parks. I've especially met them at Disneyland. Which did you like better? Mm, I like them both. You like them both. Are they always seen together at the Disney parks? I think so, yeah. Because they're, like, meant to be an inseparable duo. Yes. However, in the upcoming film, it looks like they're painting a picture of them having fallen out. I know. And they have to reconnect after 30 years apart. I know. I know Chip and Dale this past year started a new show for Disney Plus called Chip and Dale Park Life. And is that going to be related to the new movie? Not necessarily, though. But they also appeared in a series of shorts for Disney Junior for the preschool audience called Chip and Dale Nutty Tales. 
Oh, cool. So younger kids got to see them. Yes. They're some of Disney's most popular characters. They are. They're quite recognizable. Even if you didn't see them in the original Donald Duck cartoons and such, you probably would have recognized them from their other appearances, like Ezra said. Yeah, I know. They've appeared in in the 2017 reboot of DuckTales as the Rescue Rangers. And what are the Rescue Rangers, Ezra? We haven't really talked about this. It's about Chip and Dale, like Chip, who are in Dale, the iconic chipmunk duo who work as a team with some three new characters. Gadget, who's a mouse, who's a mechanic. Gadget, hack wrench. Monterey Jack, a cheese-obsessed mouse. And Zipper, who's a fly. That's right. And those friends help Chip and Dale with their detective agency, where they work to solve crimes committed mostly by animals. And fight evil villains. Yes, including the fat cat, who's like a gangster mob leader person. Yes, he's a criminal mastermind. Yes. And now, speaking of characters, I do have to say that Gadget is so cool. She's one of my favorite female characters because Mm -hmm. she's a mechanic and she's a girl. You never see girl mechanics in movies and films, especially animated ones. I like her too. I think she's cool. And she winds up saving Chip, Dale, and Monty's butts a lot. Yeah, I know. And Monterey Jack, he's a mouse who has a mustache and goggles, and he's cheese obsessed. He is. He provides a lot of comedy in the show. And Zipper, the fly, he's pretty funny too. So are these other characters in the other appearances of Chip and Dale? No, they were new original characters created for that show, which was part of something called the Disney Afternoon, which was a block for Saturday morning Disney cartoons, which was also known as the Disney Kellogg's Afternoon because Kellogg's, the food company, was the sponsor for that, which did other shows like The Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, and DuckTales and others. Got it. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers was fortunate to be part of kind of an institution. That Disney afternoon block was probably one of the more popular times for Disney shows. It was on from 1990. It closed as the Disney afternoon in 1997 and in 1999 as Disney Kellogg Alliance. Got it. Where else did Chippendale Rescue Rangers air? Hmm. Well, it first premiered on Disney Channel in 1989 with syndication from 1989 to 1990. And then it stopped running around 1993. Is that right? Yeah. Got it. But it carried over. Like you said, it. the Rescue Rangers characters have stayed strong, making appearances in other places throughout this whole time. I know. And now they're getting a movie. And it's essentially bringing the Rescue Rangers back, along with a whole host of other characters. I know, yes. Similar to what Huey, Dewey, and Louie sounded like, In the DuckTales reboot, they had normal voices and didn't sound like Donald. And now Chip and Dale are talking in normal voices instead of having high-pitched voices in this movie, similar to the DuckTales reboot. That's right. And you might recognize their voices because they are a couple of big names. We've got John Mulaney as one and Andy Samberg as the other. John Mulaney was in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as Spider-Ham. And I remember Andy Samberg in a lot of things, like the Hotel Transylvania movies as Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. They've both got a long list of credits, so their names are huge. But there are a whole bunch of other famous people voicing characters in this film as well. And it'll be a crossover film, and we'll have a lot of different Disney cameo 
characters. But unlike Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which took place in the 1940s, this movie is going to take place in modern times. It does. So the characters have all the technology that we have, and they even make jokes about the animation technology that's been used. In fact, Ezra, do you want to spoil and say what the difference between Chip and Dale is in this movie? Chip is 2D animated, Dale is 3D animated. That's right, and he talks about getting a computer animation surgery. It'll be a bit similar in manner to Warner Brothers' Space Jam A New Legacy. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be a similar vibe. It looks like there's going to be a lot going on. They're going to be solving a mystery. There's going to be a whole bunch of other animated characters. They're going to be making fun of animation styles. Yeah. And you've got all of these famous people voicing characters. So. I know, like Seth Rogen, Will Arnett. I know, it'll be really um, funny, too. It'll also have cameos of classic Disney characters like Flounder from The Little Mermaid, Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast, Baloo from the 2016 live-action Jungle Book remake, and some non-Disney references like My Little Pony and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It seems like a trend that's gaining popularity for studios to produce films that then reference each other and cross over like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph Breaks the Internet it had, had a lot of Easter eggs and this one will too. Yeah, I don't know. Personally, I love that. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I know. And I like how it's set in modern times, like with like digital age kind of stuff, rather than the 1940s, which Roger Rabbit took place in. I agree. I think it'll make it a lot more relatable and it allows them to poke fun at animation and at themselves, like we were talking about. So I know. I'm very excited to see this film when it comes out. Ezra, I'm sure you are too. Yeah, I am. I know, and I'm excited that they're bringing back an old Saturday morning cartoon, but as a film, like never before. So why don't we go ahead and answer last episode's trivia question? Our last trivia question was that one VHS was so expensive. What was the best-selling or most expensive or most valuable DVD ever sold? And what Ezra and I could find to answer this trivia question was... That there was a set of the Ultimate Star Trek DVD collection. And so, yeah, it was a DVD set. However, it sold for $3,869, US which is a lot of money for some DVDs, huh, Ezra? Yep, it is. Would you pay $4,000 for the full Star Trek collection? Not necessarily, but it's pretty expensive. It is. But it's valuable and rare, like we talked about last episode. Yeah. So there's your answer to last episode's trivia question. And this week, we've got a trivia question about Chip and Dale. Ezra? What 2007 animated Disney film did the 1953 Chip and Dale animated short working for Peanuts accompany? Ooh, that's a good one, Ezra. So listen in to confirm your suspicions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! Goodbye! Goodbye!